What's up, Barcode Patrons? Hey, if you haven't heard, we're up for a People's Choice Podcast Award. To vote, just visit podcastawards.com, click on the button to vote, and choose Barcode under the technology category. Thanks for all your votes in advance, and as always, the support is greatly appreciated. Now, let's get into it. You're listening to the Barcode Podcast with your host, Chris Glandon, serving cybersecurity straight up with no chaser. Let's hit the bar and grab a drink. Hey, Tony. Thank God I made it. I've been waiting for this fight, bro. Just got here in time. Hey, turn it up a notch for me. Oh, hey, man, you got it. Oh, Chris, this is my new bartender, Bruno. You know how fight night gets around here, so I had to ramp up my bartending staff. Hi, Chris. It's nice to meet you. You can call me Bru. Oh, hey, Bru. Where's your accent from? I'm from Brazil, a city in the south called Curitiba. Oh, yeah? Wow. Home of some of the best MMA champs the world has ever seen. You got my boy Spider Silva, the Axe Murderer, and Fabricio Verdun. As you can tell... I'm a big MMA fan. And tonight, these jiu-jitsu fighters coming out are just as elite. I'm pumped up for this fight. You see that? You know I don't hire no slacker, Chris. And she could probably kick both our asses, too. So watch it. Yeah, dude. Well, hey, it's like 9,000 degrees outside. I need a drink. Something refreshing and light. Let me get a mojito or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. You don't want a mojito. I got something better for you. But Tony doesn't have the skills for this one, so if you don't mind, let me make this one for you. It's a real authentic Brazilian caipirinha. It's great. Oh, okay. I see how it is. Yeah, sounds legit. I'll take one of those. You got it. You take a sliced up lime, smash it with some sugar, add ice and lots of cachaça. Bon Be careful, that drink will put you to sleep faster than a triangle choke. Oh, for real? Let me try one. Oops, I'm sorry, Tony. My shift's over. All right, all right. I got shit to do anyway. Thanks, Brew. Tony, I actually recognize these guys down at the end of the bar. I know they're here for the fight, too. I'm going to go stop by, see who they got. All right, Chris. Well, I'll see you round two. I am here with three top-tier cybersecurity professionals and active jujitsu practitioners. Each bring a special set of deadly skills, and I'm lucky and fortunate enough to be working with them and not against them in the cyber cage. Jeremiah Grossman, Jeremiah Baytack, and Tyler Bowman. It's time! So interesting running into you guys here. I'm getting ready to watch this big fight, this main event. I'm pumped up, uh, even more pumped to be able to chat with you guys today. Real quick, would you guys mind introducing yourselves? Jeremiah Baytag here. Um, current involvement in uh, cybersecurity. I have my own cybersecurity academy training company uh, that I help out, uh, you know, um, uh, new graduates or anyone who would like to transition to uh, cybersecurity, we help them out. Uh, you know, uh, no PowerPoint slides, no books involved. 
just they you go come into the office in, in our classroom and we will tell you and we'll show you how to run the software, install the software, troubleshoot the software, and you know, uh, hands on, all hands on. And uh, experience in the uh, BJJ um, realm, I've been training for almost close to nine years now. Still a purple belt, working on getting that brown belt. Uh, so I train, you know, Monday, Tuesday, pretty much every day, uh, and teach um, BJJ kids on the weekends. Uh, you know, to share my knowledge to the, you know, future black belts. Oh, okay. So I'm Jeremiah Grossman. Uh, I've been in computer security for about 20 years now. I got into computer security by accident because I was one of those kids that uh, you hear about that hacked Yahoo and got a job instead of arrested by the FBI. So that was pretty good. Um, took what I learned from uh, Yahoo there, which was a spectacular job. And I started a, a little company called White Hat Security. Um, that I grew over the next uh, 15 years until it was uh, sold. Um, over that period, I was, I've been training martial arts my whole life, mostly kickboxing when I was younger, but I got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu about 15 years ago on an invite from a friend. He goes, let's go try this UFC jiu-jitsu thing out and uh, took a class, thought I knew what I was doing. I didn't. I got strangled mercilessly over and over again by a 50-year-old grandma. So uh, I had to keep trying <laughs> and keep coming back. And it took me about uh, nine years, 10 years to get a black belt. So I've been training about 15 years now. And I've, in my travels, cause I get to speak a lot about information security all over the world. So I always travel with my gi. And I've visited like 50 different academies now around the world, get to train with everybody. So it's a, it's pretty, a pretty cool life so far. Nice. I'm uh, Tyler Bullman. I started out in IT around uh, eight or nine years ago, doing like a lot of uh, desktop support, help desk things. Found uh, security around five five years ago, and uh, now I'm an incident handler for uh, a managed detection and response company called Red Canary. And uh, started jujitsu uh, 2019. Was only be, uh, was only able to do it or pursue it for a year before the pandemic hit. Um, so I essentially know nothing and get choked out on the regular. So it's been <laughs> oh man. Well, it's an honor, gentlemen. This main event's getting ready to start. Uh, I know you know these two these two highly skilled fighters that are walking into the cage right now. And uh, you know, I'm curious how important is the preparation aspect and understanding your opponent and their strengths in a jujitsu match. Or if you're in a tournament style, I guess, and you do not know who your next opponent is, how can you gain that competitive edge? And would you say there are any similarities to how an organization can help prepare for a cyber attack? From my personal experience, usually bad experiences to start with, um, when I go in unprepared and lose badly, I have found that whether it's in business or jujitsu or anything else, that preparation matters a lot. You know, the more you train, the more you practice, the more you study, when it comes time to use it, you'll be just that much more prepared, that much calmer, um, and know what you're, uh, what you're looking for. Um, you know, if it's a, a particular jujitsu match, MMA fight or whatever, I figured that there's only one thing really I can control. Like I can't control how big or strong the other person is. I can't control how good they are. I can't control what move they do or the strategy they employ. The only thing I can control is me. And that means training as hard as I can, getting my cardio way up, um, and just learning all the skills that I can if I can't study who exactly am I fighting. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, to lose. I just don't want to lose because I'm tired. You know, that's like the most humiliating thing to happen as a tap due to tiredness. If I just lose because I'm not as good, fine. 
Um, but I find that if I can stay in the fight and keep fighting longer than anybody else, that sooner or later the other person will break and I can, I can win just because I showed grit and determination. I can uh, piggyback on the, what Jeremiah just uh, you know, shared. Um, my mindset is if I am not training or preparing, my opponent is getting stronger and I am not. It's as simple as that. Um, you cannot be complacent um, you know, in this um, uh, you know, martial arts because you know, there's always new attacks that uh, are being developed. And uh, you know, if you don't know how this attack is being applied, you're going to get choked out. Or you, you know, your arm's gonna be broken, or you know, you're gonna be put to sleep. Uh, in in in, in cybersecurity, uh, preparation is everything because uh, there's no single point of um, you know solution that will basically solve everything. And I can relate that in you know uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or you know MMA or any martial arts, right? You cannot be uh, versed in one thing and then you know uh, just uh, leave the rest and you know do not. Uh, train for them you have to train holistically and actually um it's a three approach uh process right you have you have to uh train you have to also get your mind in check as well and then your what you eat basically because you can train all you want if you don't sleep and eat properly you you're not, you can train all you want but you're still your body's not gonna keep up with the, the amount of stress and you know, what, what you do in, in preparation. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of angles to be considered. And when you think of, you know, offense and defense, right, I guess in the same as in cyber, in order to properly defend, you're going to need to know those moves that are, are getting thrown at you, right? Yeah, of course. Like, you know, if Jeremiah is about to throw a triangle at me, you know, I, I, I know my, my body is going to tell me I need to posture up, right? So he cannot close that in. But if he trains a uh, triangle um, attack, like, you know, a thousand, ten thousand times, if, you know, I am behind and I don't train myself, he, he'll be able to choke me up pretty easy. So, you know, one of the things that you just uh, sparked a memory, it's like, I know what a triangle is. You know what a triangle is. Hmm. You know, Chris knows what, it, um, you know, everybody's going to know what a triangle is. One of the things that uh, happens is speed of reaction time. And that's the same as cyber. Yeah, I see it coming, and if I if he can posture faster, then I can pull his head down. Yes, same in cyber. If I see something that can react quickly, um, that's going to be advantageous to me. Yeah, like what are the IOCs of a triangle? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, um, there you go. Do I have like one arm in, and he has both of his legs around my head? Like, am I in danger? Type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, knowing or right, being I being able to identify that uh, up front. And then, you know, initiating uh, the escape for that specific attack um, will help you out that much more. Yeah, I guess you don't, you don't want to be on, on Google doing like, what's the IOC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late by then. <laughs> Let me watch that YouTube video on how Ryan Hall will get out of this. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the, that quick response mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah, because once you're breached, it's just a matter of time, right? Because the guys will be, you know, uh, moving, will be doing lateral movement or, you know, trying to encrypt some, some of the data. And, you know, every, every minute counts. So, uh, all right. Well, now we have both fighters in the cage. You know, they're locked in. There's no turning back. And uh, now it's just simply relying on what they've been taught, 
when you talk about training, you know, how often do you guys train and, and learn new techniques? Um, and how would you say the importance of training relates to cybersecurity as well? Um, that's where it gets a little complicated because it's not, maybe not exactly the same as a uh, fighting or Brazilian jiu-jitsu. If you're a, com- a competitive fighter, you're training to peak. You're keeping in shape all the time and you, you train to peak at one particular moment on one particular day. I will compete sometimes, but more often than not, I'm, I'm competing. I'm doing jujitsu for longevity, for life, for self-defense. So I'm always trying to maintain a baseline. So for me, uh, my body can physically only tolerate four to five classes max per week before I start to break down. Um, it's just jujitsu is really hard on the body. And then, but you can, I can do other things in the meantime. So if I do three, four classes jujitsu a week, two weight trainings and some cardio, that's pretty good for me and probably is for most people. But you would say it's consistent training. Oh, consistent. You can't take time off. Uh, you can take a week here, take some vacation a week here, two weeks here. You're going to pay for it when you come back yeah. to jiu <laughs> And the, the, what it does to your body, you pay for it. Like yeah. anybody that does jiu-jitsu will tell you, like you come home from training, you feel like you've been in a car wreck. Yeah. Like, every time and it doesn't go away, you only become accustomed to it. Like if you feel like that, okay, I had a good training session, as long as you don't get injured or anything like that. But uh, consistently, like everything else, I don't think there's a day that goes by I'm not try- I'm not reading something about InfoSec in one in one one time or another. I'm learning all the time. The moment I don't, you know, I start to slip. I love what you uh, shared, uh, Jeremiah. The uh, you know that when you uh, stop uh, training, right? So I have this one guy. Uh, I did train lunchtime, twelve to one, um, and uh, this guy came from a vacation, uh, a week vacation. And we're both purple belts, but, you know, we're always neck to neck. You know, we try to kill each other when we, you know, uh, get into uh, sparring sessions. And today he was uh, really upset because I got him on a, a zipper choke, right? So it was like, man, you know, I was out for a week uh, and now I'm back. And then now you got me on a zipper choke before you cannot even, you know, take my back. I can all escape. And I can relate that in cybersecurity, right? The moment you take, you know, a day off and be complacent on where, let's say you already build your defenses. It's up. Oh, I'm good. You know, I can relax now and then, you know, just uh, focus on something else or my hobbies or something. And, you know, uh, the attacks can come, come at you and then unexpectedly, if you are not, you know, if you are not ready, then, you know, you're going to pay for it. Definitely. Yeah. Your training partners at the gym, they just wait for you to come back. Oh, he's, he's, he's out for a little bit. You know, I can't wait to, to, till he comes back so I can roll with him again to show yeah. him, you know, my new stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, the same thing in Implicit. Like, you know, the adversary is always getting better. They're always, you know, yeah. have a few different tricks up their sleeve. So, yeah, try, always trying to catch you off guard. Yeah. You know, one of the things I, I noticed, it's uh, – uh, there's a lot of frustration in both InfoSec and uh, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training a lot. Like, I'll be in the academy, you know, three, four days a week, an hour and a half, two hours of training, you know, each time. And you know what? You're still getting tapped. You can't tap anybody. There's a frustration that, that lends itself in. Then what happens is something really interesting. A white belt comes into the academy, and you tap like, a, a, bigger, a bigger, stronger person, and you tap them with ease. Mm-hmm. One thing that we lose, I think, in InfoSec and Jiu-Jitsu is the point of reference. 
everybody that you're training with is coming up at the exact same time and generally the exact same rate. And you can't really tell until you get the point of reference. So in InfoSec, you know, we study this all the time. Things are happening. We're reading articles, you know, trying new techniques. We actually really see, don't really appreciate all the stuff that we know until we try to bring up a newcomer. And if you don't know that command or you don't know this concept, um, you know, I think uh, uh, the other Jeremiah here, you know, he does training for a living. So he's going to be aware of this. It's like, it's really tough sometimes to go like to understand what, you you actually know that other people don't don't yes i agree that's why you cannot you cannot miss mat time man i mean mat mat time is not gonna lie man you can you can talk all you want you can wear all the collar belts that you want but you know when we go on the mat i mean it's not gonna lie it will it will show what, what your level is at so I, i'm not too proud to say like if i'm out for a little while I'll go back into Nogi class. I don't have to share my show my black belt to anybody. That's what he's saying. I'm not going to tap with the black belt. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, when you have a black belt, right? You know, it comes with uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's a revere, uh, you know, uh, respect to it, right? But uh, I think uh, you know, I am more respectful of black belts that are you know, more, uh, you know, have a teaching heart. And I see that in uh, Jeremiah. And if, if he'd done a lot of um, events to share, uh, you know, the culture of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And, you know, I think that I can relate that in cybersecurity because uh, what, what we do right now, right, is like, you know, in, in uh, my, uh, you know, cybersecurity training company, uh, Next Tech Tap, right, um, we are not hiding what we know because a lot of the, you know, high-level, you know, cybersecurity professionals they hoard information and, you know, they want to be the big dogs and, you know, they want to be like the, you know, quote unquote experts, right? You, you, I like to share that information, you know, uh, so that, you know, other customers or other companies, they'll be aware of these certain attacks and then they will learn how to protect their networks from being, you know, uh, maliciously taken advantage by these, you know, uh, bad actors like hackers and, and you know, uh, mal, you know, malware, uh, uh, actors, you know, for good only for uh, their main purpose is to gain money and you know uh, destroy and uh, you know take advantage of other people. So this is round one. It's getting good. Both fighters seem to be relaxed yet very aggressive and extremely skilled in their focus, breathing, and even their escapes. How important is it for martial artists to be well rounded in their skill set yet? continue working to improve in fighting there's going to be generally three distances there's going to be striking distance when you're standing and that's where everything starts then you're likely to go to um and striking for the most part boxing and muay thai wins um as far as like a most efficient effective martial art then when you get into clinch when you're still standing but you're you know right on top of somebody um it's usually going to be wrestling and judo wins those seem to be the most effective so that's a range and then finally, when you take it to the ground, jiu-jitsu is going to win. So if you're admitted in and you're, you know yourself and you have a general idea of what your opponent's good at, if you're better standing up, keep the fight standing. If you're not as good standing up, clinch and take them to the ground and hopefully you're better there. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, if, if you're not well-rounded and at least you know, somewhat well-versed in all areas, that other person's going to do that to you. They're going to find where you're weak and take you to that spot and exploit it. Now, if your strategy is striking, you're a better striker than your opponent and, and say that you're well-rounded, but that's really your, your special skill, right? 
if you get an opponent that knows how to defend that, I mean, what do you, what do you lean on at that point? Um, I, I, you know, it depends on the fight. It depends on the fighter for me. If I'm okay. better at striking and they're just better at defense, I'm going to keep throwing, throwing shots until I get lucky. You're playing a numbers game. You're going to land something eventually. At least I'm probably not going to get hit. That's good. And also, like, you know, uh, this is where, you know, preparation comes in, right? I mean, you're not going to go into a fight not, you know, uh, trying to imagine all of the possible scenarios. What if, and sometimes, like, you know, YouTube now is available and some of the fighters, they can look at, you know, the other fighters, how they fight. They learn from that. They learn their opponent. And then they can incorporate that in the training. They might not be do, they, they might not do the same moves they did on the, with the other fighters. But you are aware, oh, this guy likes to do this. So, you know, I'm going to incorporate it in my training. And just in case if he will do it, I know what kind of movements I'm going to do. And if, he, if your opponent will go back to the old ways and then you train for it, oh, that's it. I mean, they're basically uh, trapped themselves, you know, into that hole. And then you, you exploit that. And, you know, some fighters are, are better at the start. Some fighters are better on a long fight. It just depends on their, their temperament, their style, their win, their mm-hmm. cardio. You know, for a jiu-jitsu fight, you know, black belt jiu-jitsu fights are 8 to 10 minutes normally. So when I train in the academies, I'm trying to make get my cardio to the point where I, at 80% exertion, mm-hmm. I can do 10 minutes and not be tired. If I can't yeah. do that, I am not, I'm not tournament ready. That, that is correct because, uh, you know, losing when you're, when you're tired is the most devastating loss because you know you, you're going to beat yourself i should have trained i should have did cardio more it's a lot more you know painful to lose like when you're tired but you know if the guy is better you know submit you okay yeah i mean he's the better guy right but if you submit because you you know you just ran out of gas it's well yeah to add to that um i think yeah what you guys said are spot on like knowing your limitations like what you're good at and what you're not good at so if you're really bad, like off your back, let's just uh, drill that position. Just do some like positional sparring, practice your escapes from there, etc. It's the same with uh, cybersecurity. Like how well do you know your environment? What security controls do I have in place? Um, do I need to uh, augment some or some of that out to like a third party that's maybe better at that than I am? Or maybe I don't have the, the staff to, um, you know, perform that lift for me or we're not that good at it type of thing. Etc. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that Tyler is going as a, you know, he hasn't been training as long as uh, uh, Jeremiah and I have, is temperament and cardio and how those play a role. Oh, you yeah. know, so I, I, I imagine if Tyler's been training a year and a half consistently, or even Jeremiah, too, you guys' cardio is going to be way superior to mine. But it, somebody with superior cardio, you know, I can stay calm, very, very calm, and outlast somebody with better cardio that spazzes out. Correct, yeah. It's a, it's a fine balance uh, because I remember when I started jiu-jitsu, I'm always 100%, like, you know, uh, when I was, uh, you know, my first week, second week, and then they coined um, a term at the gym, Disciple MMA. Um, uh, they, they, they called me, you know, the bull because, like, you know, when I roll, I'm, I'm spazzy. I'm like, I'm always 100% trying to win, like the worlds, you know. But, dude, we're only training, dude. We are only sparring. Calm down. But, you know, after two minutes, the guy, like the 12-year-old looking dude, will go on top of me and then do an arm bar. 
Like, you know, he, I might be looking winning for the first two minutes, right? Because I'm, ah, you know, 100%, you know, but, uh, you know, after two minutes, I'm done. Uh, that, that is pretty much it. Because I didn't know, uh, you know, my limits. And going back to what Tyler's, he made a good, great point. If you, if you don't know what your environment looks like in cybersecurity, I mean, you know, you will not have a better picture on how you can, you know, take advantage of all of your security points. Uh, you know, to protect your uh, data or your network. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, again, Tyler will know, know this. So a jiu-jitsu class will be an hour or maybe two hours, depending on your school. And, you know, you'll do, uh, you'll do some warm-ups, you'll do some uh, drills, you'll learn some moves, and you'll spar, depending on the academy, maybe 30, 45 minutes of sparring, depending. Um, your first six months of training, you know, like, you're lucky if you make it 10 minutes without having to like, you know, throw on the towel and go wait on the side. Cause that's all you got. <laughs> um, and it's, it's true at InfoSec, you know, like, you know, how, how, how often do systems need to be secure? Well, like 24 seven, you know, so you have to like, you know, really pace yourself, pace your knowledge, you know, all the way. There's a lot in our industry has a lot of burnout. It's a lot to learn. It's very stressful. It's it's high speed. And like, you have to learn how to have the right temperament through it all. That mistakes are going to happen. Breach is going to occur. You're going to have really bad days. Mm-hmm. But you have to kind of be okay with that and go, like, come back the next day and do it again. Yeah, Jeremiah Baytech made, uh, made a great point with the appearance of your opponent as well. So there's an age difference here in this fight that we're watching right now. And on paper, I would say it's an easy win. Um, but I've seen, you know, fights that look, opposite on paper yet it's uh you know it's never too late to overcome your opponent i think yeah how would you guys relate that to cyber and 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 just being in the industry um i guess with uh with age with age doesn't necessarily mean training time someone might just have started later in life so i like going by training time rather than like strictly age and if you're going by training time then uh, that other person's just going to have probably have known and seen a lot more. So they have to use that to their advantage to find what the younger person, the lesser trained person is going to be weak at to find something that they haven't seen before. The other way, you know, if you're, if you're approaching someone that has, you know, more training time, but less cardio, then you're going to have to come really hard or really fast and hopefully just overwhelm them where they can't deal with all the things and just the, the speed or the ferocity and maybe maybe that's how you win yeah i'd say uh age is kind of uh a moot point like i don't think it really determines anything and, and both like for example in jiu-jitsu i got paired up with like a 10 year old kid and i was like dude this can be easy like right i just said like go get choked out by a 10 year old he goes to do like a cartwheel pass that i wasn't expecting and then get, immediately gets into side control and i had no idea what happened um, same thing with like infosec. Like if you're starting later, like uh, you could bring a fresh perspective if you're you know new in an organization that maybe one of the the senior analysts might not have thought about. So um, yeah, new people in the industry is always a great thing. They always bring a, a fresh perspective on things, especially if they come from like a different industry. Um, so always give you a different way to think about things and kind of challenge your your confirmation bias, so to speak. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh, did you see that takedown? <laughs> yeah. see, that's what this oh. guy does. Seems like every one of his fights, he gets his guy in a triangle. 
the way I think about someone uh, taking another person down in a fight, the person on top might think that the person they have on the ground is in a, a you know disadvantage. Um, but if they don't know that the person on the bottom is very good at jujitsu, then they might be in for a bad day. Uh, they might have like a wicked like uh, close guard game. They're very offensive off of their back, so um, they might be in for a big surprise off of that. Uh, however, the person on top, if they're able to break out of that closed guard and you know pass the legs into side control or mount, um, comparing that to cybersecurity, you know they're in the initial access phase of an attack. Maybe they are uh, I don't know breaching someone's like OWA login page that's exposed on the internet that you forgot about. Maybe doing that, and then now they're uh, internally in your in- internal like production environment, starting moving around uh, to see where they can go and what's available. You're basically saying if someone gets taken down, you know that's not really the end of the fight, right? There's still ways to control that and 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 win the fight. N- no, yeah, there's there's you can yeah win off your back. Definitely, uh, it's not the end at all. Just another phase. And and I think right um, if. Let's say someone takes me down, right? Actually, this happened. A real, real story. A couple of weeks ago, a uh, group of firefighters, uh, they visited our gym. And then, you know, they were, you know, young, strong, athletic. And here I am, 39-year-old, you know, just limping through, uh, you know, the training. They come in and, you know, I got partnered with this guy, twice my size, you know, buff dude. And, uh, you know, right off the bat, this guy runs and then do a double takedown and then I fell, right? But I got a, a guillotine choke set up on him. But man, I tell you now, I tell you what, I'm not going to lie. That takedown was a bitch. I had to like, you know, wake up my heart. Yo, yo, get back in the game, man. But, um, you know, it, like uh, what uh, Jeremiah said, you know, even if, you know, you get take down, taken down, the get the... Uh, uh, you know, the game is not done yet. Okay. So I was, I know what this is because, you know, based from the training, everyday training that I've done. So I was able to control my emotions. I was more calmer, right? So I was just holding him there and then I'm just going to see what he's going to do. Right. I was just holding him. I'm not wasting a lot of energy and, you know, I was just being calm. Okay. You know what? I think he's keeping his neck exposed. I can actually choke him out here, which I did. And he tapped. And, you know, everyone was shocked because, like, his friends, they know him at the gym. He's, you know, he's like a, a beast in the gym. And then, you know, he gets choked out by a 39-year-old bad bod, you know, individual. <laughs> and, you know, they, they can't believe it. They were like, oh, my God, you know, this guy choked him out, you know. So I can, what I can relate to that in uh, cybersecurity, right, uh, let's say a breach happened. You know, a real cybersecurity professional will be able to calm down, assess what's going on, what was attacked, what server was compromised, what uh, sensitive information we have here. Uh, you know, uh, being able to be to be able to calm down, assess what's going on, take control, and then take action. Right? Because I cannot uh, go toe to toe with this guy. Obviously, he's stronger than I am, right? And way bigger than uh, than I do. But, you know, just being calm and I know what the situation is. And then I was able to defeat him uh, because of, you know, just basically, you know, being calm. Simple as that. 
you know, as, as I was listening to Tyler and Jeremiah here, it's kind of interesting. So in jujitsu, they, they teach that uh, there's kind of four stages to the fight. There's the first, the takedown. Um, then you pass. You establish control, typically either side control, mount, back. And then you finish the fight with a submission. Those four steps. It sounds very simple. It can go a million different ways, but it's those four steps. It's very similar to InfoSec in that particular way. You know, first you do recon, find a vulnerability, exploit it, pivot, and then find some, what the thing that you're really after and go get that. Um, any step of the way, um, you know, the defending system, the defender can be better than you. In the case of the story Jeremiah just told, the, the, the guy's takedown was better than Jer, Jer, uh, Jeremiah's takedown defense. But right when it hit the ground, when there was time for the person to pass, Jeremiah was better at submitting in that position from the other person doing defense. So he wins. That's all the same thing. Like if the person does, if the adversary does recon in your system and learns everything about you, fine. If they exploit after like a week of work and you kick them off the system in a minute, well, that's exactly what you wanted. I mean, all of a sudden they, they're spending hours, weeks for you to kick them off in a minute. That's how you want it to go. Like, and he just said it there. That guy's been in the gym, you know, for months to take him down and he get subbed in 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> the beauty of jiu-jitsu, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think you guys are right because this guy just lasted. Now it's round three. I'm personally surprised how agile and alert these guys still look. Um, doesn't look like they burn too much energy at all. So we talked about this a little bit before, but just conservation of energy and being able to keep focus during an attack like this, whether it's in the cage, whether it's in your organization, what helps you get into the mindset of just staying calm and being able to act rationally? Are there exercises that you can do to be prepared for the, the, the onslaught that's coming your way? Uh, two things come to mind, you know, in jujitsu competition, yes, losing because I'm tired, you know, that's pretty bad, but I never want to have the feeling that I should have done this. I should have tried more, should have taken more chances in the fight. I want to leave everything out there on the mat, you know, at the end of the fight, win or lose. That's what I want to be doing. And, you know, I've, I've gotten to train lots and lots of uh, pro MMA fighters, world champions and train with them and things like that. And, the way we have always approached the, uh, the training is the training that we, that they endure, you know, they'll train with a lot of other black belts and the training that they're meant to endure is meant to be far harder than that fight will ever be. You know, like they're going double rounds, hundred percent effort with fresh guys every minute. Like mm-hmm. the, the training will be far harder. And so as they go through that, as they build their confidence, as they get more experience in fighting, you'll naturally just calm down because you're going to, you've seen it all. You're not tired. You're not winded and you're still hanging on. Like that's, you know, I think that's InfoSec in a nutshell, really. Mm. Isn't that what the pen test is? That's the, the simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simulation, yeah. You know, exactly. Come at me hard with everything you got. You might win, you might not, but I, you know, if I lose, fine, I'll try it again. Yeah. Pen test, red team, purple team, tabletop exercises, like however you want to call it. Um, you know, that's that's all training for you to prepare on how to res- properly respond to, you know, an incident and mitigate that incident as much as you can to the best of your ability, uh, you know, so that you don't have to call IR at, at that point. 
you know, and spend a bunch of money. And, and that's a, what always puzzled me, really. Like uh, when the defense side got emotional because they lost a pen test, you're supposed to lose. That's where you. That's where <laughs> that's you learn exercise. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, do it again tomorrow, and then uh-huh. again the next day, and, and I guarantee you, at some point, office is going to struggle and not want to come in the next day. It's you know not want to spend the week, the month it takes to you know to burn down your systems. But that's, that's what it's for. He tapped. Oh wow! It's all over. Tell me that was not a good fight, man. Walk me through that last minute. Jeremiah, what did you see as the key to victory? I think the key uh, to victory is the guy was prepared for it. I know they both prepared, but the guy was more, uh, you know, um, uh, he did a better execution, right? Because you can plan all you want. And if your execution is not, um, you know, uh, on point, nothing's going to happen. And also, if you are not going to stick to the plan, right, Uh, a lot of things can go uh, sideways. So him by, you know, going in, uh, checking out, you know, doing a recon on his uh, opponent, uh, you know, he's uh, good at striking. He figured that out. So, so he had to do a takedown, put him to the ground. And then, um, and then uh, you know, he was able to uh, put, reverse the position and then, you know, get him on a triangle. And, you know, so I think uh, what the other guy should have done is as soon as he got to the triangle, he should have, uh, postured up and then try to, uh, you know, push the legs and then, you know, try, try, try at least fight that position. And unfortunately he was not able to uh, perform that. So the other guy won and got a tap, you know, like in, um, like in uh, a like what Jeremiah said, you know, it's actually easy, you know, take your opponent to the ground because a ground is a neutral position for anyone, right? When you put someone to the ground, if they're like a uh, like any martial arts, they know it, they cannot be they will not be able to leverage their uh, their um, uh, arsenal, right? Because they're against the ground. But what what the, what's the best about jujitsu is that's how we fight. We learn how to fight in the ground. That's why a lot of guys now are learning on how to fight uh, jujitsu because of that you know reason. And, you know, after he was able to establish control, you know, break his posture down and then, you know, uh, put everything closing in. If he's not going to tap, he's going to go to sleep. So it doesn't really matter. So, you know, he respected that. He he was aware of what's going on. So he tapped and, uh, you know, sticking to the plan, being calm and also uh, executing the plan uh, according uh, according to what you have been training. Uh, I think that's what you know, um, made the other guy a better fighter. Would you say that's defense in depth? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so as we, um, as we wrap up here, guys, any last words of wisdom? Uh, what are you guys up to? Where can our listeners find you online? Jeremiah, I know you got the, uh, the Black Hat event typically. I mean, let us know what your plans are there. Um, you know, I, you know, COVID, uh, killed the 2020 event. So for those that don't know, I run, uh, it started out just as a, a bunch of friends getting together, doing jujitsu at security conferences and it grew into something much bigger. So I call it the Brazilian jujitsu smackdown where anybody in InfoSec wants to come and train jujitsu with us. They can, we have first timers, we have black belts and everybody in between. We usually take over an academy that's run by Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner and nice. Frank Mir- last year. And we have about 50 to 60 people show up, all InfoSec pros, some, you know, just red teamers, practitioners, newcomers. 
you have CISOs at companies and no one really knows who's who unless you know the people and everybody trains together. It's a very, uh, it's a fun event. Um, I'm not able to do it this year. You know, the black hat numbers are down. We're still in the midst of COVID. But uh, provided we get out of this bizarre world that we're in, I plan to come out hard for the tenth event in 2022. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go go off that that next nice. year. Nice, nice. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Just have the uh, the oxygen tank ready for me <laughs> <laughs> and a wheelchair <laughs> and a wheelchair. <laughs> no, I'll be there. Um, definitely, man. I've been looking forward to it. I I wasn't able to make the ones before. I think Tyler, you say you're going to try to make it out there next time. Yeah. And, Jeremiah as well, so it'll be a fun event. Yeah, I was, now that I have a Jeremiah Grossman behind me, man, you know I can go anywhere. Yo, Jeremiah Grossman <laughs> is my bro. You had to recognize. I was going to say, if you want to talk about your academy a little bit, Jeremiah, and, and let us know what you're doing over there. Yeah, so um, you know, we our main goal is to basically, um, well, number one, you know, I I was born and raised in the Philippines. So uh, my goal is to make cybersecurity training free for, you know, less fortunate, you know, kids that are, you know, in high, you know, grade school, high school, or even college as well. Uh, we are in the process of working with other universities in the Philippines to make the contents available for them for free um, because, um, you know, uh, cybersecurity education is so expensive and not, is not accessible for everyone. And also, uh, there's not a lot of guidance. So that's what's missing. Uh, and I am that guy, you know, I'm bridging that gap. And, you know, uh, I'm not all about money. You know, I'm more about, uh, you know, shaping the future of cybersecurity, our cybersecurity professionals, because, you know, like right now, I'm helping out a bank, right? So if I don't help them correctly, then I'm actually a customer of them. So, uh, you know, I will pay for it if, you know, the bad guys will be able to, exfiltrate or, you know, breach their uh, network. So, you know, here at NETSEC TAP, uh, you know, we actually the name too, right? I incorporated, you know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu in it, you know, network security tap. So we tap those, you know, things that are maliciously happening uh, or, or, you know, the bad actors. That's, you know, that's why we are training, you know, kids, you know, any, any, anyone we can train. Uh, we actually have three students, trophy students that, uh, came to us not knowing any cybersecurity. Now they're making six-figure salary, man. I mean, you know, we are really proud of them. Um, and, you know, just to hit, touch, uh, you know, uh, lives through cybersecurity and actually also BJJ, right? Um, uh, my ultimate goal is to have uh, my own kids BJJ Academy and, you know, uh, uh, share, you know, my knowledge. Uh, I know I'm not uh, as uh, i I'm not... Uh, well experienced like Jeremiah, I would like to learn some technique, a couple of techniques from you as well. Uh, but yeah. Nice, man. Thanks, uh, Chris, for, you know, using this platform. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, Tyler, what do you got going on? I don't really have anything to plug. I'm, like, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sort of active on LinkedIn. I, I'm really passionate about helping others make it into cybersecurity as well. So like, nice. Uh, happy to talk about my experience and how I got into the industry. So if that helps out anyone, you know, feel free to hit me up. Awesome. Now that this fight's over, I'm going to grab my drink and I got a question for each one of you. Well, first question is, what is your drink of choice? If you drink, if you don't drink, tell me what type of coffee you like. Ah, I'm a Hennessy guy, man. I can finish a bottle with no side effects. 
I don't know why, but the bottle of Hennessy, man. I mean, whenever we go, uh, you know, events for a work, I just go Hennessy neat and everyone leaves me alone. They know like, oh, this guy means, means business. <laughs> uh, I rarely drink. Um, however, I have been to Brazil, Sao Paulo, and they introduced me to something called the Caparinha. You know, it's distinctly Brazilian. And so when I drink, I'll have those. Nice. <laughs> Very good. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I like beer. So like, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> like an hour north of San Diego. So there's a bunch of craft breweries down there. Um, I also like uh, uh, whiskey, uh, particularly scotch. So like McKellen or like Glenn Lovett. How about this proper 12? This is, uh, I'm drinking this in honor of my boy Connor. He's coming back yeah. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> went out on a uh, bad note. <laughs> so last question, because I'm hearing last call here at the bar. You guys have time for one more? Sure. Yeah, sure. All right. If you opened a cybersecurity theme bar, what would the name be and what would your signature drink be called? Oh, dang. Oh, <laughs> I, I can go with the, this one. It's really catchy, man. Tap or snap. <laughs> Jeremiah can relate tap to that. She likes that. <laughs> I think after you drink, tap it's like snap, a man. tap or nap or something. There like. you go. <laughs> so hold on. Does that mean that you're that all you're going to have? All you're going to have in the bar is beer taps. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, right? I like it. And what would your uh, what would your drink be? What's on tap? I actually like this, uh, uh, you know, uh, we have a local Ox Brewery um, uh, uh, beer uh, facility. Uh, they have a cream uh, number nine. And it's just, so it tastes like water, but it kicks like a horse. Oh, wow. So I love it. That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It's just unassuming. Like, you know, like us, right? Jiu-Jitsu fighters, right? We go out, simple t-shirt, simple shorts, slippers, and then, you know, they, they don't know what they're going to get if they're going to get into a scuffle with us. So I like it. <laughs> and you get knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> or put to sleep. <laughs> you just don't mess with the chillest guy in the bar because he's probably yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I, it's probably a, a cheesy name, but I actually like the name. It was actually an actual place in uh, in the Bay Area for a while called the Hacker Dojo. Oh, uh, nice! It was a uh, you know, imagine like you know, a martial arts academy, but it was all just it was hacker stuff and things like that. You know, electronics and computers and programming books, and it's kind of like part cafe, part hacker lab. And I just like the whole concept, the feel of the place. And if I ever had a place to go for people to drink and around you know like minded people, it'd be something like that. That's nice. That's nice. I like that. that. There. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. The only thing that comes to mind is like my uh, domain name for my, my blog, Playing With Packets. Uh, can't really think of anything else. <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> That's all right. What's the URL? Playingwithpackets.com? Uh, dot com, yeah. Okay. Yeah, check it out. All right, fellas. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate all of your time, your insight. I'll see you on the mat soon and uh, take care, everyone. That was fun. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Good, 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 good to be with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you guys again. Barco patrons, if you like this episode and would like to support the podcast, rate us on Apple Podcasts and visit our Patreon site, patreon.com slash barcode podcast. 
If you're interested in sponsoring the show, check out the barcodepodcast.com slash sponsor. Cheers. Unfortunately, it's time to shut the bar down for this episode. Thanks for stopping in. See you next time. We'll save you a seat. Be sure to check us out at thebarcodepodcast.com.